Are You Just Watching is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design from djosephdesign.com. Get a website, web hosting, presentation design, lots of cool stuff, new media services. djosephdesign.com. You have a message that deserves to look great. So hire D. Joseph Design to do your next project that you want to look great. <laughs> djosephdesign.com. Just watching episode lucky number 13, <laughs> The Sixth Sense, part two. I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm Eve Franklin. And as is our normal tradition, we're back with a second part discussing our movie of choice. And that's quite an interesting number episode for this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really cool that we have made it to this high of a number of episodes and mm-hmm. technically we're closer to, well, closer to 20, not quite there, mm-hmm. because of our initial reactions. You're I'm, all about the numbers. <laughs> I'm not totally about the numbers, but <laughs> it is nice when we can say episode number 96, and uh, we're not quite there. No, <laughs> not even close. So let's get into the biggest conversation regarding the sixth sense we've already talked about malcolm and cole and his parents and malcolm's marriage and touched a little bit on the i see dead people (laughs) so that's our topic this time Mm, the spiritual realm is it real how real is it and there's (laughs) there's a lot said about the spiritual realm within this you know why you're afraid when you're alone? I do. I do. <laughs> the spiritual realm is apparently a place that scares people when they're alone. But also the spiritual world affects us in weird ways. You're real still. Sometimes you feel it inside. Like you're falling down real fast really just standing still. Did you ever feel the prickly things on the back of your neck? Yes. And the tiny hairs on your arm, you know, when they stand up? Yes. That's them. When they get mad, So they affect us in weird ways. Mm-hmm. A hair standing back on the back of your neck or when it gets cold. And even dead people apparently leave impressions on things. But we'll, we'll get into some more yeah. of that in a minute. I'm just playing these clips left and right. Now, there is a spiritual world. Oh, yes. I mean, the Bible is full of verses about the spiritual realm. And it's not just angels and happy thoughts in the spiritual world. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13 says, 
finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And that's why scripture tells us in verse 13, Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. In mm-hmm. 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And I think that's a very important verse because a lot of people think, well, if a spirit told you, it's got to be true. Yeah. <gasps> and I think that's, that's where the whole... Um, Mormon faith came from was this angel supposedly came to um, Joseph Smith Joseph Smith and gave him a, a new revelation and it's like you can't just believe everything that an angel or a spirit tells you because it can be wrong you have to test it and make sure that it uh, is according to scripture although I don't think we have any Mormon listeners so they won't <laughs> be offended when I say this the angel did also bring a nice dish set Oh, really? Yeah, a golden dish. Oh, or was yes. it a golden tray? <laughs> it was something for his kitchen table made out of yeah. gold. Which, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Religious joke there. Uh-huh. Scripture is quite clear, though, that there is a spiritual world and that the spiritual world can affect the, the physical world. Mm-hmm. Not just in the sense of we see spiritual beings or we have the struggle, but we see demonic possession in Scripture. Mm-hmm. We see spirits affecting things in Scripture or entering people, uh, making them do things. Mm-hmm. And we see even just spiritual warfare in instances recorded in Scripture. And sometimes even in real life, we can just sense that deep spiritual oppression and spiritual warfare when we're trying to minister. Mm-hmm. And the spiritual world is very real, Mm -hmm. but it's not quite real in the way that (laughs) that the sixth sense portrays it. Right. It's an interesting thought that, you know, people who have not accomplished what they need to accomplish in life hang around to finish it after they're dead. But do we really know what happens to people when they die? I think in, um, I I heard a, a... devotion once given by a pastor about hell and the spiritual afterlife. And one of the things he pointed out was that Jesus actually tells us a story in in scripture about what happens to people when they die. Mm-hmm. And and it was it's in um the, it's recorded in Luke 16:19 through 31 and it's a I won't read the whole passage but it tells about a rich man who died and a beggar who died and they both went to to a place their spirits went to a place and the the uh, beggar went to Abraham's bosom and the rich man was tormented in fire and and it and it says that that the rich man cried out and said you know send Lazarus that he might dip a tip of his finger in water to cool my tongue for I am tormented in fire and Abraham said son remember that your lifetime you received many good things and likewise Lazarus evil, evil things and now he is comforted and you are tormented and besides all this, between you and, and us and you, as there is a great gulf fixed, so that those those who want to pass from here to, to you cannot, 
nor can those from there pass to us. So there is actually um, described an actual place that the spirits are held in, and it's not earth. It's actually a, a place where they are held away from the living. Because then, then the rich man says, well, send Lazarus to tell my brothers, you know, what the afterlife is like, so that they can change their behavior and be saved. And Abraham says, you know, they have the prophets, so they don't need spirits to be telling them these things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's interesting that scripture does address this, that the spirits are not allowed to freely walk among the living the, the spirits of dead people. Now there are the spiritual realm of, of demons and angels, but I don't think the spirits of dead people. Now there was one recorded incident of that in scripture. It's like one of the, one of the weirdest things mm-hmm. in scripture you could read and weird by actual definition. Look up the definition of weird. Sometime it's, <laughs> it, it means spiritual things in a sense, Matthew twenty seven fifty two through 53 at the death of Jesus Christ, it says the tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. Mm. Yes. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But it says the bodies of the, the saints, saints. Mm-hmm. not just dead people, mm-hmm. not just anyone, but of the saints. And it shows that there's a, a spiritual separation between, like, like you read with Lazarus mm-hmm. and the rich man, a spiritual separation between those who are redeemed and righteous and those who are not. Mm-hmm. And it says in uh, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen through 14, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So there is a position in which we don't have to worry about those who have died. I think it's actually very comforting that in the New Testament, death is always, the death of a believer is always phrased as they have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just an incredible comfort because we, when we think of death, it seems so final on our on our um, physical existence. It's just like it's the end. But from a spiritual aspect, it's like we've just fallen asleep, and one day we will awaken Christ in the new kingdom. And a verse that I just remembered that also refers to this is First Thessalonians. Wait, did you read this one? Fourth sixteen. Oh no, I didn't go Four. that far. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm. And it says the dead will rise, mm-hmm. because we are not just bodies, we are spiritual beings. And Kristen and I talked about that a lot with Dollhouse, that we are more than just mind and matter, but we are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. But it's very specific in saying the dead in Christ will rise. Mm-hmm. There's nothing said about the dead who are not in Christ rising mm-hmm. or receiving reward or any of that. Now, there is a judgment in the end where those who are not in Christ are cast into the fire for torment. Yes, into the lake of fire. Into the lake of fire. And that is, I think, a lot of a misconception because a lot of people say, well, they're in hell. It's like, 
no, they will be cursed to the lake of fire. Lake of fire is not hell because hell is thrown in mm-hmm. to the lake of fire. There is a difference between hell and the final judgment of the lake and fire, lake of fire. Yes. And hell is actually not where the unbelievers go. Hell is the dominion of Satan and his demons. Mm-hmm. And so getting back to the spiritual forces that we see in this movie, well, not spiritual <laughs> forces, but dead people. Dead people. <laughs> it, it reminds me of some more verses that just confirm that there are spiritual forces in the world and spirits that can influence our lives. First Peter 5, 8 through 9 says, Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, but resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Satan is out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Satan doesn't tempt all of us. He can't be everywhere at the same time. But he is looking for people to devour. He's walking around looking for people to, to devour. And in Ecclesiastes, I, I found this verse right before we started recording, and I thought it was very apt. It says, in it's Ecclesiastes 9.5, For the living know that they will die, but the ne- dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Mm. And I think that's interesting. It says the dead know nothing. And there's scenes in this movie where Cole is getting information from dead people. You see it when he when he calls his teacher stuttering, stuttering Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> stuttering Stanley, I think it was. Um he he's getting information about people because they are surrounded by spirits who give who tell him things about them. And I just think it's interesting that in scripture we're told the dead know nothing. So if you're getting information from the spiritual realm, it's not from dead people. Yeah. Because they don't know anything. So you you know, stop and think about that for a minute. Now I think that in attempts to deceive us or especially deceive those who are not in Christ, that the the evil spirits can masquerade, appear, yeah, mm-hmm. masquerade to people as family or mm-hmm. as someone that they trust. Right. And it even says that Satan is uh, transformed into a being of light. But yet it's just masquerading mm-hmm. as something that he is not, but that he wants to deceive people. And in terms of dead people walking around or not being dead, not quite the term. There are like different terms of dead. There's undead, which is if you're a a zombie or a vampire or something. (laughs) Yeah, where you can't die, but you're not totally gone. So you're not dead. That's the undead. But you're not really alive either. Right. Yeah. But then there are dead people in here walking around. But Hebrews 9.27 says, it's appointed for men to die once, mm. and after this, the judgment. Right. Not die, walk around, see things, see whatever you want to see, and mm-hmm. go places and influence the living. No, you die, and then and you, after and that, then the you judgment. face judgment. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's actually a a thing against the Catholic Church as well, because they believe in a purgatory where you can go after you die and and. Um, I'm not exactly sure I understand purgatory because I'm not Catholic. But. It's, it's a place where you go when you die that 
from there, you can either be prayed by your family members or they can do certain things to get you out of purgatory into heaven. Or if you're left there, you end up, I guess, going to hell if you're kind of discarded. (laughs) But yet, Vatican II did away with purgatory. Ah, So all of those people that were in purgatory... They just vanished. (laughs) Close out. (laughs) The Word of God never changes. It doesn't have to be revised or there's no Bible 2.0. Yes, praise the Lord. And Psalm 88, 9 through 10 says some interesting things more about how God treats the dead or how he communicates with the dead and or lack thereof. And Psalm 88, the context of it is that the psalmist is in deep despair. Now, unbeknownst to our listeners, we just had a very spiritual occurrence in here. (laughs) The Eve's phone went off, and my heart actually jumped or skipped a beat. And (laughs) we're talking too much about these dead people walking around. When a cell phone goes off, it scares me. Do you feel cold? Yes, actually. <laughs> you need to turn your heat up. It costs more. <laughs> We're also downstairs, so it's colder down here. Getting back to where I was, <laughs> Psalm 88, within the context of someone who is in deep despair, he says, My eye has wasted away because of affliction. I have called upon you every day, O Lord. I have spread out my hands to you. Will you perform wonders for the dead? Will the departed spirits rise and praise you? And God does not perform miracles for the dead. Mm -mm. Just like Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed for man once to die once. Mm -hmm. And after that, the judgment, there is no second chance after death. There is no God performing miracles and wonders for the dead. And the dead can't rise up and suddenly change their minds and start praising God. And if these dead people, like in the movie, are walking around and they have free will to Mm -hmm. go where they want, see what they want, say, even talk with certain people, could a dead person be saved? (laughs) Could they make a decision that, oh, I'm dead. Wow. Death is real. I better get my life right with God. And that's kind of what Malcolm does at the end, in a way. Mm-hmm. In fact, after he talks with his wife and says these very emotional things, he talks to her in her sleep, and she mm-hmm. responds, and then he realizes that he's dead, and he sees the total picture now. Mm-hmm. Then it comes this moment of realization. I think I can go now. Just needed to do a couple things. Needed to help someone. I think I did. I needed to tell you something. You were never second. Ever. I love you. sleep now everything will be different in the morning 
steps or where does he go? <laughs> That's a very good question. I also, um, after I watched The Sixth Sense, I got hung up for a while on watching uh, the TV show Ghost Whisper, mm-hmm. and they deal with this concept and at the end of almost every, well, at the end of every episode, because every episode is basically a mini Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always deals with finding somebody who's dead and working them through whatever issues they need to work through so that they can see the light and move on. And that's always the case. They always see the light and then moving on into the light. And it's like, what gives them the right to move into the light? They can't help it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in. I know. Um, they do uh, occasionally in the TV show deal with uh, issues of people who refuse to go into the light or um, they have the, like the walking shadows and that kind of stuff. But I, th- I think that these secular shows who deal with the spiritual realm, they don't, un- they don't have any way of dealing with the, what makes people eligible to go into the light to. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Because that's a message that they don't like. That's <laughs> the message of redemption in Christ mm-hmm. and repenting of sins and changing your life and living your life instead of for yourself, for God and putting his kingdom first. And that, they don't want that. They don't want to mm-hmm. say that, and let alone they don't believe it. Now, many of them just don't want to do that. Others just simply don't believe that's real. Some are diabolically opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Others just ignore it. Right. Yeah, I think that a lot of them, the spiritualists, they believe in some kind of karma in which you, when you live your life, you have to, you have like the, you have to keep your balances right because if you do too many bad things, then you know that that weighs against your soul, and then you have to do so many good things to to get the balance sheet correct or something like that. And I think if you look at it from Scripture's point of view, it's like our balance sheet is always way down in the negative yeah. because no matter how good you can, you can never get those numbers to come up right. So, yeah, it's not it's not of ourselves. Right. Uh, Ephesians says that for by grace you're saved, not of works lest any man should boast. It's the gift of God and not of yourselves. And Christ said on the cross, he's like, it is finished, which was in, in the, uh, if I understand this in the Greek, it was it basically it, the debt is paid. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the fact that for all of us, uh, the accounts, the debts against us are so great that it took Christ's sacrifice to pay our debt. Yes. And so we have, we can never do enough good things to pay our own debt. It took Christ's blood to do it. I thought it interesting in 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen through 19, it says, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of all men the most pitiable. So even Christ, even the scripture says that if, if you cannot believe in Christ rising from the dead and in that spiritual realm, then we are the most pitiable of all men because we we can't we, we're living in our sins and there's no hope. But I love what First Corinthians fifteen forty four through fifty six says about death. Mm-hmm. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is it is written, "Death is swallowed up in victory." O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Mm. 
But because we are no longer under sin, we're under grace of God. Mm-hmm. There is no sting to death. Yeah. And death will not have victory over us. We will have victory over death because death for us is separating our fleshly sinful bodies from our spirit. And our spirit will be in fellowship with the Lord forever. Amen. Isn't yeah. that a beautiful? It is. And I'm, I want to get preachy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got preachy in uh, one of the episodes about Dollhouse. And we took up an offering afterward and had an altar call and everything. In scripture, what I think is really encouraging is even though it tells us that there are these spiritual forces and that we wrestle against flesh and blood, it doesn't leave it there. Like Mm -hmm. Ephesians 6 says, it tells us the armor of God. It tells us to put on these things. These are the things that protect us Mm -hmm. from spiritual forces and yet also give us weapons against spiritual forces. Mm -hmm. And our only weapon is the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm. The word of God is our weapon. And Mm -hmm. we see that Jesus Christ used that when he was tempted by Satan himself. That when Satan tempted him with the three temptations out in the wilderness, Jesus Christ came back quoting scripture, using that as a weapon. Mm-hmm. If it works against Satan itself, then certainly we can use it mm-hmm. against our spiritual oppression and opposition that we face. And furthermore, in Matthew ten one, Jesus Christ told his disciples that they have authority over unclean spirits. It says, mm-hmm. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And we see that throughout Acts that the mm-hmm. disciples were using that power, casting out demons and healing people because God gave them authority over the spiritual realm. I also think the, the Bible is very good at, at warning us about what we do um, as people inviting this kind of stuff into our lives because there are a lot of people who invite the spiritual realm into yes. their lives. The Bible warns us, or actually Christ warns us in Matthew twelve forty three through 45, it says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I'll return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes in and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it will also be with this wicked generation. So it's it's very... We have a culture, I mean, Ghost Whisper, The Sixth Sense. I mean, look at it. We've got all of these spiritual things out there. And people need to be careful about what they invite into their lives. Because as believers, we are um, we are armored against it. Mm-hmm. And we can always call on the name of Christ to to free us from temptations, into the in, spiritual temptations. But people who do not have Christ to call on, they need to beware because their worst condition their final condition will be worse than their their first. Yes, because see, for us, when we have we have the Holy Spirit living in us, mm-hmm. so there is no room for evil spirits to indwell a, Christ, a Christian. I believe right. that a Christian cannot be demon possessed. Right, we can be demon oppressed, mm-hmm. where we just feel such immense spiritual attack. Right, 
but we cannot be demon possessed. But for the non-Christian, like you're, mm-hmm. you read, right? If they remove a demon by whatever means, right, and they clean themselves up and everything, well, they haven't actually replaced. They haven't mm-hmm. occupied their soul, their heart, their spirit, and so. Hey, party mm-hmm. time for that demon just right. comes right back. Hey, look, it's all nice and clean for me. <laughs> all right. Sobering stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But encouraging to know that we don't have to be afraid of this. Mm-hmm. Because scripture also says that we are more than conquerors. Mm. And that we have power over unclean spirits. And we are redeemed through the blood of Christ. And we don't have to worry about being indwelt by spirits or seeing dead people walking. If God gives us an ability to see the spiritual world, which... He can if he, he wanted can. to. He yeah. can, yeah. It won't be a scary world of people missing their the backs of their heads or <laughs> people poisoned or scraped mm-hmm. up or cut up or any of that. No, it will be the world of seeing the angels that God has protecting us. Like we saw with Elisha, we mm-hmm. mentioned in the last episode that his servant's eyes were opened and he saw not demons or spiritual forces attacking mm-hmm. them, but he saw angels protecting them. Mm-hmm. And it, scripture is so clear that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm. And they who are for us the angels of God, the spiritual forces that are upholding us, protecting us, are much greater in number and in strength than those who are opposing us. Yes, praise the Lord. If God is for us, who can, <laughs> can be, be against, against us? us? Yes, praise yeah. the Lord. Let's take up another offering. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great positive note to end this discussion, actually. I'm sure there's yeah. more we could say, but... And that's where we leave it open for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you have some things that you want to share with us, certainly send that in to us at areyoujustwatching.com or call in 859-353-4332. You can also leave a comment on the show notes at areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash 013. If typing in the number 13 isn't comfortable to you, then just go to areyoujustwatching.com and click on episode 13. 13. Yeah. Sorry. You're not going to get around it. Because <laughs> we're not superstitious about the numbers, so we don't want you to be either. <laughs> right. Also, if you're on the website, it would be great if you would consider leaving a donation. You don't have to, but every donation is greatly appreciated. And there's some equipment that I'm debating if we can afford to go ahead and purchase to mm-hmm. upgrade some things. To prevent stuff like this. <laughs> yes. As you bang the microphone, or not even the microphone, the pop filter in yes. front of the microphone. So you can do that if you feel led to. If not, that's all right. But please do help spread the word about the show. And you can tell people to visit areyoujustwatching.com. And there are lots of subscription options on the right side. And if you're not subscribed, then I encourage you to please subscribe through all of the different means that we offer on the site. And we don't quite know if we'll have an episode yet in December, maybe a Christmas-themed episode. We're both taking a lot of time off in Christmas. So we may not get around to an episode by then. But until we hear from you next time, we hope that you will send us some comments. Mm -hmm. I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm Eve Franklin. And I say it every time, and I mean it every time. Thank you so much 
for listening. And don't just watch. Are You Just Watching? is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design at djosephdesign.com. The opening vocal talent is thanks to Mariah. Our theme song is used courtesy of Answers in Genesis from their exciting Vacation Bible School curriculum, Operation Space, which you can find at AnswersVBS.com. Find more great, clean podcasts like this one at CleanCasts.com.